Hey guys, it's Sarah and welcome to the Life is an Experiment podcast. It's a podcast where I take a heart-centered approach towards personal growth and development as well as small business ownership and spirituality. So the topics that I would be covering tend to include time management, productivity, goal setting, building self-esteem, relationship challenges, friendship problems, um, anything around law of attraction, spirituality, moon phases, and um, anything that has to do with small business ownership as well, and the trials and tribulations to becoming one. Right, so um, I do sound a little bit nasally today. I really apologize. I've been unwell the past couple of days, um, but I really want to get this podcast out to you. And um, I'll try to keep it short so you don't have to hear too much of my nasally voice today. Um, yeah, and today's topic, you know, and really con- continuing in the vein of toxic workplaces and, um, you know, toxic cultures and bosses, um, I would actually like to talk a little bit about, you know, how you actually decide, you know, um, if you want to leave a job that you really, really hate. Now, I know that many of you out there um, have been in jobs that, you know, have really become um, incredibly toxic places to be at, you know, especially since the pandemic, because I think the pandemic has really exacerbated a lot of the, you know, toxic qualities of workplaces. And it's also made it so difficult for people to actually decide to leave um, for another, you know, job, you know, whether it be, you know, job interviews have fallen through, um, whether it be, um, you know, just not being able to, you know, find a good job on the job market. Yeah, there's so many things that have been happening to us. So lots of us actually stuck in places that we actually in- hate so much, right? Um, and find it difficult to escape from. So today I'd just like to talk about that a little bit. And, you know, I'd just like to start off with a personal story of, you know, some sort. Um, I've worked in different places before and I currently do hold a day job as well. And I've come, I've come across so many different types of cultures as well as different types of clients and different types of bosses and colleagues. And, you know, we can't really actually find a place that is, you know, perfect for us. There will never be such a place like that on earth. But, you know, you have to decide which ones or which qualities you actually are looking out for in a workplace that you want to work at so for me you know this took some time for me to actually you know really understand myself and to understand what I really worked well with and what I really um, couldn't stand to have in a workplace so some examples you know and just drawing from my experiences at my various day jobs um, I cannot really stand cultures that are very abusive very top-down and very task-oriented um, I do gravitate towards, you know, bosses and, and cultures that are a little bit more human-oriented, you know, centred around people's well-being. Um, and, you know, in terms of line managers, you know, I like people that are very, you know, very clear, very direct. Um, but, you know, they give you this space, you know, to be able to develop yourself and to be able to do the work the way that you want to. So, how do you then decide, you know, whether you should leave the job or not, right? Because this is always a very tough decision to make. Um, And for many of us, you know, especially if you have financial responsibilities or you have, you know, family responsibilities that you have to tend to, um, it can be really difficult to actually decide whether 
you know, it's a it's a good time to actually leave or not. But there are two things that you can actually think about, and the first thing that you can think of is, you know, your deal breakers. So what are deal breakers? Um. These things may actually differ from individual to individual, but it's actually the things that you can no longer stand or you cannot stand in a workplace. And if they were actually these things were actually present, you probably wouldn't be able to continue doing your work, you know, at your highest possible levels of productivity. So just to give an example, um, one of my deal breakers is, you know, um, an abusive boss. Okay, so line managers are actually incredibly important people in your job because they are the ones that, you know, they hire you, they they oversee your day-to-day, they are involved in appraising you, um, and they are involved in, you know, a lot of the, the decision-making around your career or your current job role has to do with your line manager. So, you know, it's really important to me to actually have a line manager that not only I get along well with, but also has a... A sense of working style that I can also adapt quite quickly to. Um, I actually had to leave a previous workplace because I had a really um, emotionally and mentally abusive boss and it was very strange because you know she came in um, and, and she was all about championing um, you know women's rights in the workplace and minorities rights in the workplace. And when she came in, you know, I thought, you know, she would be a really, really fun, really, really understanding person to actually work together with. But, you know, it didn't really take very long to actually see that um, she was causing a lot of the problems at work. Um, She was not only very offensive to clients, but she was very passive-aggressive, very, very aggressive and abusive, actually, to the women in our team. So imagine, you know, this lady actually coming in and then telling us that she would actually make a fantastic boss, you know, for, for women because she champions women's rights. But she was actually the one that was, you know, bullying all the other women in the workplace, gaslighting people, making people cry and then, you know, saying that she didn't or, you know, causing a very aggressive um, situation. But then when you, when you kind of confront her about it, she said that, you know, she had nothing to do with it very very strange behavior and because she was replacing my outgoing line manager i decided that i should leave because i could never work with someone who behaves like that um and you know someone who was actually so openly aggressive to me actually and she triggered a lot of my anxiety issues and i actually talked about it in my um probably in a previous podcast on in my blog um on my website and um yeah it was very very triggering and whenever i saw her name in my email inbox i actually get quite frightened (laughs) so i decided to go and another reason was also because you know she wasn't actually really really very competent in the area that she was supposed to be competent in and i felt that you know i couldn't really learn anything from her and she wasn't really making an effort to really learn about the industry as well so i decided to leave but you know that example you might actually be listening to that and think that you know that that is an okay environment to work in. So you see, deal breakers are actually quite, um, they can vary from person to person. So you have to decide which are, the, which are the things that you actually cannot stand in a workplace. You know, have a good thing about it. It could be, you know, something to do with the culture. It could be something to do with a line manager. It could be something to do with relationships or the nature of work. Um, and um, this thing sometimes, you know, you only really understand it 
after you've been through a couple of jobs or after you know a certain amount of life experience but I think that everybody would have their own um, their own deal breakers so you kind of have to think give it some thought and um, you know try and be be clear about what you actually can accept or cannot accept at a job okay the second thing to really ask yourself is you know are the things that you're actually unhappy about at work within your control Okay, so many times when we face unhappy situations at work, um, we tend to come away with a feeling that, you know, we can't really actually do anything about it, right? You know, that we are better off being somewhere else, that we are better off quitting altogether, but the somewhere else that you may be thinking of may have other problems as well, okay? So they may have their, they may not have, you may not have a very bad boss in that new place, but you may have, you know, a toxic work culture that you have to grapple with. Right, because most corporations and businesses and workplaces honestly are not perfect and they can suck. Okay, they can really suck the life out of you. Right, and I, wish, I tend to not want to throw in the towel so quickly unless, you know, I figure that the, the things that I actually dislike about my work are not things that I can actually change easily. Right, so... um. Of course, you know, your, your, your mileage may vary and you may have other, you know, other things to look at um, when you make the decision to, to, to resign. But one, this, this is another thing that you have to ask yourself, like whether the problems that you're actually having at work within your control. So just a couple of examples. Okay, so firstly, if maybe you might be having an issue with your boss. You know, maybe it could be the way she communicates with you, he or she. Um depending on the relationship that you have with your boss and um, how, you know, how open she is to receiving feedback. I say she a lot because my current boss is a female, sorry, but, you know, it could be a he or she. Um, you know, in terms of receiving feedback, you could have that, that conversation around, you know, your preferences in terms of communication style. Um, you could, you know, you could have a discussion about it. I mean, if your boss has that sort of, you know, open-mindedness towards... Um, conversations like that i know that not all people are and not all working cultures actually encourage that kind of communication between um a boss and a subordinate so this is something that you actually have to um make a decision for yourself um, because it may be very different where you are and i also understand you know being from a very conservative you know um, national culture myself um, where power distance is actually really huge power distance meaning you know um a very hierarchical sort of culture. Um, it can be very difficult to give feedback to higher ups. Um, so yeah, you have to kind of consider what the dynamics are and what the culture is at, in your country and in your workplace. Um, but just know that, you know, if, if you identified some problems that you have with your boss, and try asking yourself if these are things you can change. Can you actually have a conversation with them or can you actually try to change things on your end? Maybe it's the way that you're actually reacting to the, their emails. Maybe it's the way that you, um, you know, that you're reading too much into things that you're saying. Is there something, you know, some sort of perspective or mindset shift that you can actually take um, to make, you know, the working relationship and your job a bit easier? Um, the second example or second thing that people usually have issues with, you know, is, you know, your teammates as well as your colleagues, right? Um, colleagues and teammates can be a little bit tricky to figure out because most of us actually do not meet our colleagues until, you know, we've started in on the job. And it can be a little while later, you know, where some time has passed. Then you realize that, you know, the person actually or the people actually there are not really your type of people. 
to hang out with or to work with. Um, this is a little bit trickier because, you know, I actually want to say that colleagues don't really um, impact my, my job too much. Um, because, you know, if we if we have very different personality styles or, you know, we, we don't really, um, I, I don't really click with them personality-wise, I tend to kind of avoid people like that. But I think the trouble actually comes when you actually have to work with them in a team and you have to actually work towards a goal together. Um, that can be quite difficult, okay, because um, I work a lot in a team, uh, in teams uh, in my, at my current workplace. And... Um, I came from a very, you know, in my previous company, I had a very high-performing team. So to go from that to whatever that, I, that I'm experiencing here now, which is not high-performing, by the way, um, it was a very difficult adjustment. And um, you see a lot of the not really, really very good sides of, you know, people's working styles. So, you know, they could be really bad at time management. They could be really bad at project management. Um, I see a lot of that. And um, it's not something I actually particularly enjoy. So I can avoid the person if, you know, I, I don't really like their character and I don't have to work with them. But when you do have to work with them, it can be quite challenging. So again, you know, it could be a mixture of in trying to adapt to their style or, you know, trying to talk to them about it and trying to find out what actually works. And, you know, just sometimes, you know, asking people like what are the challenges that they face? Because I think a lot of the times you kind of assume that the other person doesn't want to do the things that we ask them to do because they don't like us or because of some personal uh, reason. But actually, they do have challenges of their own. And um, in that case, you know, it's, it, you know, having a conversation about, it, about that actually provides a space for people to actually talk about it. And you never know, you know, maybe after a conversation, you might actually be able to um, work better together. So team, teammates and colleagues actually play a very big part in, in your job. And if you cannot get your job done because of, you know, really bad teammates, I think it's something that, you know, you can think about as well in terms of what you can, can control and what you can do about the situation. Um, the next sort of thing that I want to talk about is the workplace culture. So workplace cultures are actually very difficult to change. Okay. Um, and it will be one of the things that you actually cannot really do much about because you know the culture is made up of um is made up of everybody's sort of you know inputs and dynamics and you know the way a company is actually set up the way the company is structured and um the nature of the leadership the top management and the roles that they play also affect the workplace culture a lot okay so if you're going to have a, a top management or you know leadership that isn't very much into innovation is very into a top-down approach towards communicating to employees they're not very transparent um yeah i would say that you know don't expect it to become any different anytime soon because these things take very 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 long very very long time to change and most people um and most groups of people um are not actually very open to changing their ways, you know, especially if it's been working and if it's been something that they have been so comfortable doing for so long. So workplace cultures um quite difficult and unfortunately sometimes these things, you know, although you might ask this question at the at the interview, you you can't really tell until you get into the job. Um, and you start experiencing the culture for yourself. You know, in this case, you know, the only solution would be to Look on the bright side of your 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 workplace. You know, it could be um, 
you know, hanging out with particular colleagues, having a group of friends, you know, um, that you can meet for lunch at work. Um, it could be, you know, the different things. Small, the small little things actually, um, the small little positive things that can actually help you tide over the um the issues that you're having with the culture. I feel that those, you know, those things actually, even though, you know, they are short and they are transient and temporary, they help, you know, uplift our mood for a while. Um, in, and, you know, it actually is incredibly effective in combating a lot of the challenges that you may face, you know, in a difficult, toxic workplace culture. And the very last thing that I actually want to talk about is the nature of work. So um, nature of work is another thing that is kind of like workplace culture. It's very difficult to change. So if you're in an industry or you're in a um, sector that you feel that you just have no interest in the work at all, you cannot get yourself engaged in it, um, it's going to be actually quite difficult. Okay, um, you can actually try to, to you know, um, find the different sort of pockets of, of engagement or pockets of interest that you can actually get into. So there are lots of things that actually happen in a particular sector, in a particular industry, and there may be certain things about the industry that you're working in that you love and um, certain things that you hate. So try to focus on the things that you love and try to get engaged and, you know, um, try to fall in love with it. You know, for me, um, I think that whenever I like something about my industry, um, you know, it helps me actually tie through the other things that I actually dislike about my industry. Um, I'm saying all this, but I'm actually finding it very difficult to to um, stay in my day job now because, um, you know, I, I, I just can't connect with the industry at all. And it's also the nature of work and, you know, working in the public sector has been quite tough. Personally, for me, it might not be for you, but um, uh, for me, I'm not really someone who's cut out to work in a public sector. Anyway, um, these are things that you actually have to also consider. So the industry as and as well as the nature of work, you know, are there are, is is your role actually client facing? Is it customer facing? Are you are you okay with that? You know, some people are, love you know working with plenty of clients. They don't find challenging clients to be a pain at all, whereas other people might. Um, and you know, are these things in your control? So you can't control a client's behavior towards you, but you can always control your perceptions and your reactions towards them. Right, so um, that's the nature of work. So, yeah, just just four very quick things that I touched on there. So, your boss, your teammates, and your colleagues, your workplace culture, as well as the nature of work. Some things can um be easily changed on our end, and other things can't be, like culture. Um, but you know, I I encourage you to actually explore and to think think about. What are some of the things that you can actually control and to change in your workplace? It could be as small uh, a thing. I shouldn't say small, actually, but um, it, it could be as, as simple. Yeah, simple is the word. It could be as simple as, you know, shifting your mindset about something. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and yeah, shifting your mindset and your perspective towards how things are, how you've been perceiving things. Because sometimes when we perceive things a certain way, you know, we can get very stuck on um, what we what we see it to be true, but that might not be the reality. And the second thing, you know, um, is also to consider and to think about what your deal breakers are. Because um, sometimes when you're clearer about your deal breakers and what you can or cannot do, 
um, then you are able to you know better um, make better choices for yourself in terms of the jobs that you're choosing as well as the interviews that you are you know going on and you kind of know how to select um, you know the different uh, things as well as in you know select the different jobs as well based on what you actually like and don't like of course sometimes this you know takes a little bit of life experience and takes a bit of reflection and all our deal breakers you know change over time but you know what works for you now I think that's important to figure out right so uh, I wanted this to be short um, but in the end it's still a little bit long um, so yeah, I've come to the end and, you know, if you have any questions or any kind of, um, you know, things that you want to say about working, work, workplace, um, workplace cultures and, you know, anything about organizations, just do drop me an email. Um, you can talk more about it. Um, yeah, and that's all. So, you know, if you feel that this actually helps, you know, someone who is considering leaving a job, please do forward the um, podcast episode to them. You know, um, rate and review on wherever, whichever platform that you get your podcast from. Um, and yeah, I'll be back again very soon. Thank you so much and take care.